0: Welcome in to the VNBR Avalanche Podcast. We got AJ, we got Eric, we got Rudo. It's a Wednesday off day for the Avs. Oof. We're going to talk a little bit of around the league, a little bit of the playoff picture, a little bit of everything. Want to start with the news of yesterday and today though, Phil Kessel reporting to Abbotsford for a, a little workout, tryout, whatever you want to call it with Vancouver. I mean, uh, Eric, I know you're going to tell me yep. about the relationships there, but yep. why? Does ah. Vancouver want Phil Castle? Dude. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, listen.
1: <laughs> what is that?
0: Did you just string- pull the cheese stick <laughs> out of the chair? String
2: cheese. What? The- string cheese out of your ass? <laughs> no, it was in my pocket. I was like, what's in my pocket? What's happening here? Oh, <laughs> what wow. is that? Is string so cheese, cheese sure in my pocket? In your pocket? What the- <laughs> <laughs> That's sorry, gross. I'm sorry. I did That's, not mean to do that. That's Phil
0: Kessel energy, right? that was well timed <laughs> on
2: accident. Are you gonna eat it or? No, I'm gonna put it in the fridge when I get oh, home. Oh, I, I was gonna have it. Um, do, do you want warm it? No, i From his <laughs> pocket. Yeah. <laughs> what does
1: that? cheese touch? It's enclosed. Uh, the cheese touch. Um, no, yeah, I, you're right. I'm gonna talk about the relationship, you know. So when you're making a move like that we're not internally in their discussions right you know vancouver and but jimmy rutherford right president vancouver canucks patrick alvin gm vancouver canucks rick Tockett, gm i mean high coach vancouver canucks what did it have in common they're all in pittsburgh together right so so somewhere somehow they like the fit or else they wouldn't be doing this um they feel that he would bring something to their team um Obviously, he didn't play in the playoffs last year with the Knights, right? Um, but he seemed to have, like, had a good attitude and everything. So, I mean, by the sounds of it, right? Because the guys were all <laughs> talking about him. So, Which is something back then that you didn't hear good words about him. You know what I mean? Like, good, yeah. you know, kinds words. Uh,
2: but That reputation started to change in Pittsburgh yeah, because with talk. those guys.
1: It's because of talk. Yeah. yeah. So I And I've talked to talk back then about him. <clears throat> and he goes, hey, listen. Because I'd be like, hey, that's the one guy I didn't think you'd get along with. And I think talk, that's one of his strengths. And he he's figured out how to having... Well, he had a kid graduate from college last year. But, you know, knowing this generation. You know what I mean? Like, not fighting the generation, but actually try to understand them. And I think when you think of talk, like you think of somebody that is just so old school and everything. And I, he's still got his old school values. But he's done a good job of that. And I think Kessel was maybe his first protege. You know what I mean? When when they won the cup there in Pittsburgh, he did a fabulous job. And quite frankly, that's what got him back, you know, in the NHL, like uh, as a head coach, because people like were like, oh, wow, he did a good job with Phil Kessel. You know what I mean? So there's a relationship there. He hasn't played. He's in Abbotsford, right? He hasn't been signed. He's just skating there just to see how things are at. Who knows? You know, again, it's always a question of fit if they feel that Or they have some cooking and then they're going to need a right winger. We never know what's in the right, what's in the cooker. So, I mean, can he still play? He hasn't played in almost a year now. Like, I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. Don't be fooled by the hot dog pictures. Don't be fooled (laughs) by the, you know what I mean? Like, this guy, like, he might not look like an athlete, but he's always been a well-conditioned, like, I don't know him. so But I've always heard Unbelievable well conditioned athlete. And when you're talking about test scores and everything, and, and you're going to practice and skating circles around everybody, I guess this guy can go. He's got the engine. He might not have the look
2: of it, but the engine is there. So we'll see. It's, it's really the same thing the Avs just did. Was exactly. that crazy? I
1: just going to say that. It's exactly what yeah. it
0: is, except I don't see what Vancouver needs a Phil Castle for. Again, yeah, it's I, I agree. Oh,
1: I'm trying to grab your hand nah, there. Yeah. Cheese stick, hand touch. Um, no, no. But again, I'm jumping in for a second. We don't know what what they got cooking. I,
0: I understand, right? You
1: might lose like Garland. You might lose something. I, I don't know what it it's is, true. but so you you, you have that in the move back burner. There, maybe
0: it makes sense. That's I get it. Yeah. It, I, no, I'm
1: with you though. Why would they need that? I I agree. I don't know. You're just, I don't see you're it.
0: You're looking at a Vancouver team that is absolutely shooting the roof off of the building. Yeah, you you would like a reinforcement there when that shit stops. I don't know that how much Phil Kessel reinforces that at this point of year, But look, yeah, whatever. They clearly see something
2: there. So who am it, I to it, judge? It, it's theory, a known commodity for them. In, well, in, in theory, it raises your floor. It just makes you just that much, just a little bit better. At this point in this, you're min-maxing your roster. Sure. So, you know, after they made the Lindholm move, they made the Zadorov move. They've Kind of done what they're going to do, by and large. Here, they might add another an, another guy, and that's what you're saying. You know, we don't know what else they yeah. kind of have in their sights. Uh, if they were to bring a tanf back, they're going to have to move money out. That's mm-hmm. Garland money.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Point. So yeah.
2: Phil Phil Castle is, you know, that's a that's a, it's a great mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So it gives them insurance. It gives them flexibility to make a move like that, where they're saying, okay, well, if we move Garland out. Now we don't have anybody here. You know, now, now we don't like what we've got here. Adding a guy like Kessel, assuming they do sign him, uh, yeah. adding a guy like Kessel makes that easier. In the, in the same way that even if the Avs bring in Landis Kog, Nachushkin, and Kovalenko, having Zach Parise around... <laughs> Come playoff time, but obviously
0: at, more guys is better than less guys. And I get that, and, and
2: I think that's just where uh, yeah. I, I just think that's that's where we're talking here. Is. I don't
1: think he's
0: going in there to be on
1: the first power play, and then you know, the right. first line you know,
2: with Lindholm. You're but. you're just min-maxing your roster. It's just a, it's and it's free.
1: It's a known commodity. That's it.
2: You know, sure.
1: they they know. Him. Yeah. I I just don't know how.
0: Barring another move, I don't know. That he really moves the needle. That's a at legit. All. It's a
1: legit concern of yours. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with it. And, but you know, whatever. I mean, we're not
0: concerned about the Canucks, but you know, they they feel like it's a move worth making. Go for it. Go for it. They can have their fun and see what happens with it. Mm-hmm. Other bit of news, and we talked about this on the watch along yesterday a little bit, but we can talk about it on the actual pod. Uh, five game suspension for Morgan Riley for the whole really greg slap shot into an empty net situation. We're all entirely cool with how everything went down yes
2: yep cool with the slap shot cool with riley's response not cool with him how he did it yep Um, cool with him like being upset about it yep and we're gonna stick
1: down six inches you know Yeah. exactly exactly
2: Exactly. so um you know hitting guys in the head it's just not can't do that the, the, the what we've learned over the last 20 years in in professional sports yep Hitting guys in the head is just a—it's not cool.
0: I agree with you. And, and just to back up your point, you're mad at him? Fine. You want to do something about it? Fine. I think even good. If you're mad about it, go do something about it immediately. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be this thing where next time they play, oh, now Ridley Gregg's got to answer the bell or whatever. Yeah, next <laughs>
2: November. Yeah, it's like just neat.
0: he he's allowed to style on you because he's just ended the game and you're allowed to be mad about it. yeah Yeah. totally and you can solve it in the way that hockey players solve things totally fine you just can't bop them in the head
2: yeah that's all (laughs) and five games five five games is is shocking because it's like we've long advocated for harsher punishments for players for things rarely done it as as true deterrence for especially headshots Yep. They rarely do it. We'll see. Oh, this guy got fined five thousand dollars, or this guy gets a game for something that we think should get four or five. I I think this is even heavy-handed, but I'm always going to be
0: more okay with that side of it. It's maybe
2: my worst take here. uh, Is that I'm very, I'm very pro hockey cop on this one. (laughs) Give them the five games to try and curtail that kind of behavior. Take an authoritarian stance. I'm here for it.
1: I mean it's funny i guess i was watching him in an interview yesterday and then i played with his dad um uh, remember i was telling you guys a story mm-hmm. he put a freaking frozen fish under my bed at the hotel and i couldn't figure out like why my hotel stunk so bad that was uh it was ridley, just you bud Yeah, you know, it was ridley greg's dad and his mom. great people um he looks just like his dad so it's crazy to watch him on in interviews yesterday answering you know about the yeah. the incident hey you know i think he answered uh, the question like you just said it, you know, hey, whatever, I saw the opportunity to do it and I just did it, you know, like whatever, you know, I don't think he seemed like rattled by it or whatever. So I got no problem with it. I got no problem. And like you said, it's just, you know, I, you got to remember this happens in a, you're talking about half a second when this shit goes down, you're on the ice, you're Morgan Riley, you're not a violent guy. He's mm-hmm. not a vi- he's not about violence, but you have a half a second, like, if you don't answer, you get the whole city of Toronto, and the, and, the, and the media saying like, "Oh, look, they're so soft." Nobody responds, and like you're right, you know, he he just did it. It happened. I don't think he meant to get him in the head. You know what I mean? And yeah. but if he just gets him, jumps on him, then there's a melee. Then it's all good. It's not even you a throw out of the game, nothing. and you're yeah, done. yeah I think it's just it's a matter of half a second. The stick went up. You know. Again, yep. If he had no stick, just drop your stick, jump on him, and then nothing would have happened. You know, it would have been a melee and awesome. Everybody talking about it like like we are, but yep.
0: no suspension. I think you're right. My other question there is: is stuff like this good for hockey? Not <laughs> the not the hitting him in the head. The the little bit of flair. The Ridley Greg Gre- Gre- slapping one into an empty net. Is that a good thing for hockey? Do you need to see more? I don't know if you want to call it personality or whatever.
2: Does that help build storylines, or do you think it's superfluous, unnecessary stuff? I don't know that it helps build storylines, but I don't have any problem with a player I, I don't i personally i don't find it all that disrespectful me to either the, to, the to the game or the other team or anything like that I'm all for it's, this it type it's a slop sh- it's a slapshot into into an empty net who cares i you know in the in the same way that we used to we used to I know you and I have always agreed about this but yeah. bat flips and they're sick they're awesome and and staring down you know admiring your home run when you hit one four hundred and eighty feet and you absolutely know that thing is out of the yard yep take a good look man what's wrong <laughs> with it I right. we don't have very many opportunities for stuff like that in in hockey just because of the mechanics of the sport yep I don't really have an issue if he wants to take a slap shot to an empty net who cares
1: well here's what I'll say. I don't have an issue. I think it's more about your own personality. You know what I mean? Like, for example, and I don't know Ridley. Okay, so I I know his parents. I don't know him. (laughs) So he takes that shot, right? Correct. Whatever. I. I I, We're all good. I don't have a problem with it. It's a little bit of flair, like you said. I don't have I don't have anything against that. Uh, But I but I don't see Sidney Crosby do that. I'm using an example. I think it goes with your personality. So if you want to show a little bit of I've been seeing a lot of college hockey lately, right? For all the reasons. Yeah, yeah. And I see that and the guys score and they go in front of the other bench and they're like, you know, like, oh yeah, they're showing their stuff. You know, that's a little more show-off-ish. Uh and but my point is, is if that's what you do, that's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. But I think if if your personality doesn't make you do that, then okay. Fair enough too with that. I'm okay with that. My only thing I'm gonna say though is it's kind of like bulletin material, whatever. Like, What do you call that? French. Bulletin
2: board material? Bulletin, bulletin, you know, yeah, sometimes
1: sure. you, you know you score a goal, and it's the second period, and you go in front of the other team bench, and you're like, yeah, you're going at it. Sometimes you can wake up a little bit the the sleeping bear, right? You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, and then you lose the game. It's like, I don't know. That's great for the game, though. That's great for the game. I'm not arguing. I'm telling you, I said that I'm okay with it. As long as you're able to back it up. Yeah. And to do your stuff, but be yourself. Like don't try to be something you're not. And if that's what you are, you have a little bit of flair, then so be it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're more boring, then then be boring and then just go, you know, go tap your teammates on the boards you know, you don't have to. Brandon of
2: blowing a kiss to yeah, the old exactly. crowd last year. Yep. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, like Great, great, like villain move. But then it turned around on him. <laughs> yeah, like great villain move. Yep. You know, like that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I think that's great stuff. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, no I was pissed at that. the
2: time because I was just like mad that he scored and I'm the abs school. were not good.
1: I'm old school. I wouldn't do that, but that's me. That's not my personality, you know. But that's okay.
2: And but we've talked for a long time that especially at the top of the NHL, mm-hmm. you know, Connor McDavid's a robot. Yeah, yeah. Connor yeah, yeah. Bedard has no personality no. to yeah. this point. He's still okay. a teenager, so he hasn't figured out who he even is as a human being yet. <laughs> but, you know, having some more of that kind of flair, that kind of real person. Austin Matthews scoring four goals in his first ever NHL game and not smiling. It's like, yeah, come on, like man. Like, do we, need, do we need another <laughs> robot in this sport? Do we need another, you know, like emotionless? Like, it, it's fun. Yep. Uh, you are playing a game. Yep. Let's have some fun. Guess,
1: guess what just dawned on me right now? Oh, freaking ridiculous you look with that
2: hat, right? I love it. <laughs> I just realized you have that you, hat. You, we weren't supposed to talk about it. We weren't ever supposed to mention it.
1: <laughs> oh, I just realized that. I'm like, my God, the show started. He's yeah, got the hat. Ruin the bit. Shit, sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm talking to you, and I don't know where to
1: look. Do I look like a, the hat, the face? Or what? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know where to
0: look. That hat is uh, the size of the Western Conference playoff bubble. So well, played. it's an accurate, uh, nice segue, an accurate representation. Uh, We will get into the Western Conference playoff bubble in just a second. But first, make sure you're getting your snack on. Get uh, inside of that hat in the inner circle of that hat, if you would. Uh, <laughs> and there is kind of an inner circle in there, yeah, isn't it? isn't there? There is. Put it in there. <laughs> Perfect. There get with Circle K and the Inner Circle today. You can use the QR code on screen or go to circlek.com slash inner circle today to get a bunch of amazing things, including your first five Phillips of gas are 25 cents off a gallon. And you get your first five Polar Pops for free. Uh, tons of other great deals when it comes to Circle K. Uh, you can get a free. Any size Polar Pop from Colorado Circle K's by texting DNVR to 31310. That's DNVR to 31310 today. Uh, Get yourself a free Polar Pop. Why not? Absolutely delicious. And then join Inner Circle at CircleK.com slash Inner Circle to get a bunch of other amazing rewards. And then when you need uh, a little bit of money to get your Circle K snacks on, make sure you're hitting up American Financing. You've seen interest rates drop into the fives. It's the lowest they've been in a really, really long time. And American Financing saves their customers an average of $854 a month. They do it by wiping out high-interest credit card debt. Uh, $850 a month is over $10,000 in a year. So that's a ton of money that they can save you. uh, Because credit card interest rates are kind of crazy, and they wipe out a bunch of that. All of their people are salary-based mortgage consultants So they're not trying to get any extra money. They just want to find the best option for you. So make sure you're hitting up American Financing. Available in all 50 states. They can help you anywhere. You can give a call to American Financing today, and they may be able to delay up to two mortgage payments for you. When you call, let them know DNVR sent you at 303 That's 303 695 Or go online to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. NMLS, NMLS 182334, org. APR for rates in the five start at 6.404 six percent for well-qualified borrowers call 303-695-7000 for details about credit costs and terms second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast onto the main topic of the day which is that western conference playoff race to start and we won't talk too much about these teams but very clearly you have in the central division dallas colorado and winnipeg are all barring catastrophic collapses in these last 30 games gonna make the playoffs Winnipeg, already a buyer, very clearly. Uh, they did go out and get Monahan, which you guys can talk about if you have thoughts on that. And then in the Pacific, you have uh, Vegas and Vancouver also very clearly going to make the playoffs. Vancouver, already a buyer as well. So five teams at the top that are very clearly in the playoffs. We've talked about it a lot with the Avs. We don't have to get too much into it unless you guys want to talk about Monahan or the the purchases Vancouver have made. And then you have another tier below that, uh, which is currently L.A., which is kind of their own whole mess right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the Central Division side, you have St. Louis in the wildcard spot. Mm. If you don't have anything to say about the top guys, my question would be, are we looking at the correct wildcard teams? Or do you think we're going to see the wild card teams
2: change down the stretch here? Um, well, and I, th- I think I, I hate to I don't mean to use this as a cop out, but I think that the next three weeks is gonna, would, when those teams determine, are we buying? Are we selling? And you that's
0: kind of why I want to have
2: the conversation. Because it's not so much, you know, St. Louis, I think, is probably going to St. Louis is always taking themselves seriously. Mm-hmm. And last year was one of the only times that we've seen them really sell at a deadline. Mm hmm. In several years, because it was obvious it wasn't happening. They didn't have the right mix. They were playing horrible. They were just bad. Yep. So they pulled the plug and they got assets. They made the right call. It was a hard decision, but they made the right decision. I think you look at the teams chasing them. Calgary is still going to have to sell. They still have guys that they're looking to move on from. Um, you know, from, from Tanev to Hannafin Maybe even Amanjia Pani slips in there. I'd be surprised. Depending but on
0: how much they want to blow it up. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Depending on how much the arms race in the West especially kicks up. Yep. We'll see. Um, Nashville. I, Nashville's in kind of this weird spot where outside of UC Soros, is there really anybody that you're looking at their roster going, <sighs> it's not great. They Bob. would be willing yeah. to move them because it's easy to look at it and be like, oh, Ryan O'Reilly would look great here. Yeah. But I do it on a four-year deal. Are they really gonna? Yeah, like right now, they're not going to move them. Yeah, no. So it's more, it's more. Who would who would teams actually be making available? Yep. You well, know, Minnesota. We've kind of wish casted with the uh, uh, Ericsson X. Yeah. You know, could we? Wouldn't that be amazing? I would. Oh, I would do irresponsible things to get to that. Yep. Always
1: oh, responsible. Like eating a cheesesteak out of your pocket? Oh, I
2: mean, I don't even think that's your response. I would do that. I'm just on air. Um, now eating a cheesesteak out of your pocket. I don't know, man. But you know, you also look at these these other Seattle, Arizona. Arizona doesn't really we, we went into it like, oh, Jason Zucker would be a guy. Yep. Jason Zucker is no longer a guy that makes any sense whatsoever for, Colorado, for the Avalanche. Yeah. So uh and and they're still Maybe close enough. It's, it's a real uh, stretch. Yeah. It's a real stretch to consider them a, a playoff contender. But no. with 30 games remaining, eight points is not insurmountable.
1: It's pretty tough. It but is tough. You could do it. Okay. I'm going to say, just to add to that point, i give you the floor back. Yeah, you're right. But the problem is, is the amount of teams that are in between. And that's what we tend to forget sometimes, you know, because someone's winning. Because a lot of those teams play one another. Someone yeah. is getting two points. You know what I mean? So that's why it's tough to it's make the that It's a Dallas game, back. and there's
0: three points coming out of that game. That, exactly. You
1: know, <laughs> you're crossing your fingers that there's two points, not three. And, and, and trust me, you're scoreboard watching when, yep. when it comes down to those teams. But that's, that's the only thing, and I'll give you the floor back, but it's like when there's so many teams in between,
0: it's hard to make that gap one hundred percent. You know they've got a mountain to climb. Yeah. No doubt about it. If you're talking about Arizona, well,
2: I think I think the team that you should really hone your sights in on here is Seattle. Sure. You know we have we have again. It would really be magic
0: uh, yourself into a Yanni Gord. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yanni
2: Gord is the one that you'd really really like to see get pride out of there. It would be awfully expensive, but. Boy, is that guy? Does that guy check the boxes for you? is solved
0: indefinitely, then. <laughs> yeah,
2: like you feel pretty good, even at his age. You've, you, the next two years, you feel great. Yeah, about your center depth, uh, one, two, and three with yep. McKinnon, Gord, and uh, Ross Colton. So that one, you feel pretty good about. How do you feel about Alex Wenberg? Not as good, because that's another guy that you're having a conversation about as, in terms of mm. if they sell him. Yeah. There's no immediate replacement for him unless they finally give the reins over to a Shane Wright and say, okay, we're going to use the end of the year to really get your feet wet, get you really seriously uh, embedded into our lineup and start working on next season.
0: And uh, I want to stick semi with the Seattle conversation here. Is the thing that could help the Avs the most there is L.A. getting it together?
2: Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, if you're, if you're really dead set on trying to get Yanni Gord out of there, you need Seattle to fall out of it for real. Over the next two weeks, basically. Yeah. You, yeah. Need, you need Seattle to really, and then to be looking at the bigger picture and saying, okay, Vancouver's young. Look at all the levels of guys that they have. They, they've locked up a lot of their talent. Yep. Vancouver's not going anywhere, okay? <laughs> Vegas, Vegas is also probably not going anywhere. Agree. Edmonton no. is probably not going anywhere. So, where is your path to the postseason in the Pacific Division if you're the Kraken? Well,
1: yeah. I was just going to make not no point. just this year,
2: but I mean next year I too. You. So, so if you if if Colorado makes a big offer for a guy like Yanni Gord. You really want them to fall out of that race over the next few weeks to, to, open, to get them a little more open-minded to this. Because
1: <laughs> Dallas, Colorado, Winnipeg, that, the, forget about the order. It might change. I'm yeah, it doesn't matter. But those three aren't moving. Okay. Yep. Vancouver, Vegas, Edmonton, they're not moving. LA's not going in there. I mean, LA's going the other way. I'm just, hey, listen, Edmonton's played 49 games. They have five games in hand. I think Edmonton is
0: certainly a playoff team. I'll put it back. That's what I'm
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Edmonton in those three. They're gonna be one of those top three. So then it comes down to what you're saying there. Hold on, it's you're right. So then you got LA, which. They got the coach bump, you know, the first game. And then all of a sudden last night, they They lose seven, nothing. The next three
2: weeks will be huge for what the Kings want to do. And then
1: you got St. Louis that's been battling it out, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. they fired their coach, you know. And then you got Nashville, Calgary, Seattle, like you said. Now, Calgary, realistically, it's what they've done for so many Mm. years. Try to sneak in the playoffs. Do you really have the team to win the Stanley Cup? I don't think so. So I think, and again, that put them there because they
0: won five in a row. Are
1: they going to win I, 10 in a row? No, they're
0: not. So they, for me, they made their decision when they decided to move on from that. That's what I'm saying. Me. So I
1: think you're going to see a sell-off there. You're going to see Hannafin. You're going to see Teneff. And I think you're going to see, and again, this is just me. I think Markstrom, someone's going to come and get him. So I'm just, this is my thoughts. This is not by talking to anybody. I just think that they're going to move on from him. And I think they'll have an offer there from someone. Don't know who, but someone's going to go. Get Jacob Markstrom. Jersey. There you go. You read my mind. So I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying. It just makes sense. So now where they're at, and you're right about this, and again, sorry, I gotta go back to my standings here, but Seattle, yeah, you want them not to win like last night, two one in New York calendars, right? You want them to lose. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then realistically, where are you at with Yanni Gord, where are you at you know what I mean? And that's you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's an you know, he makes a lot of money, but for for the abs, like, can you go and pry that? You know what I mean? And it makes it so much easier. It's a new franchise. You're going, like, all of a sudden you make the playoffs last year. You win around, and now you're in a position, when you look at this, like, you're in a position that you got to sell what you got to sell, in my yeah. book. You know what I mean? I, even though it's so hard to do, anything can happen once you get in the playoffs. Yeah, but do you really think you're going to win the Stanley Cup with that roster? Probably not, like in my book, right? Yeah. So, the, I mean, it's the same thing with Minnesota and Arizona. You know, they're going to unload. Who'd they sign on one-year deals? It, it was Zucker.
0: Was it Kerfoot, too?
2: Like, Kerfoot got it? a multi. I think he Kerfoot got a multi, got multi,
1: multi. But especially Dumbo the guys on, on a one-year one year deal. Yeah, anyway. on one deal. But the guys on a one-year deal, someone's going to take a shot at. Right? You know what I mean? And then just go. Just go. You yep. know?
2: I. So, the team, I think the team that intrigues me the most here is L.A. Because... LA's greatest strength is center depth. Yeah. But they've made an eight-year commitment. To PLD. To PLD. Um, DuBois is not going anywhere. There isn't anything that they can really do about that decision at this point. They can't turn they're, around and sell them. They're just stuck with it. Yeah. yeah they're going to have to try and make that work. And they're so tight up against the, the cap that I really do. I would, I would at least ask the question. PD? It's Phil Deneau, somebody that they think of as a luxury, as a third-line center. Not PLD, but PD. Exactly. <laughs> would Phil Deneau be somebody that they, if they continue to sink out of this I know. over the next couple of weeks. Oh, I love them. Would that be, you know, because if they're, they're number him. one thing, they need a goaltender. So the Avs can't really help them with that. No. no. So, you know, that's where that's where if they wanted to move a Byram or something, like that would have to be a futures. That would have to be Cal Ritchie, yeah. a first-round pick, whatever. But for Phil Deneau, you should be comfortable making that decision.
0: Oh, I would do crimes <laughs> to get Phil them. Deneau on the Colorado Avalanche. you so, talking
2: about a fit with the abs? Yeah. Oh so Phil Deneau, Phil Deneau is a guy that I'm at least curious Jesus. about. Jesus, kind of Most of them. <laughs> <laughs> like steal a bag of chips? Because it would,
0: in a heartbeat.
2: With with Deneau, you know, he he checks all the boxes that the abs would want. Yep. You know, he's the, he's an excellent <laughs> defensive player. But in theory, you would drop him between Nachushkin and and Lekinen. Yeah, and we'll you're like, holy yeah, you're like, holy shit, dude! Like, <laughs>
0: it's the worst line in the NHL to play against, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well,
2: and then and then you roll out a third line of Miles Wood, uh, Ross, and London O'Connor into the
0: ground, yeah. and you're
2: like, okay, great, those guys have finally gotten off the ice, <laughs> and now here comes Nathan McKinnon again. Like, it it would be like the bow on your forward core, where you're like, oh my goodness. But LA would only make that move because they're trying to free up money to go get a Markstrom yep. or a Soros. So it would have to be very futures-based and not Bowen Byram. They don't want to take back a lot of money. So it would need to be you're giving up a first-round pick and you're giving up Cal Ritchie and maybe and in, in Sean Barrons. Just as I, I don't know what they would want, but it would have to be a pretty penny like that for a guy that...
0: What's he got left? Yeah, the money would just be so hard to make. I work. know. What's he got it left? It wouldn't, though. He's got five years From, left? Uh, I mean, Not like, right? the Avs making the money, if they were trying to move a, a roster piece. Oh,
2: for a meet in the immediate? Yeah. That's one where they would have to just give, they would have to be the Rigel giveaway. Yeah. Because that covers the majority of that money. Sure. I assume you're looking at their roster right yes. now. How many years does Deneau have left? He has four. Four? Yep. More after left. after this, no four total, three more. So three after this. How old is he right now?
0: He is twenty seven. No, that's thirty. Sorry, he's, he's 30? thirty. Yeah. So
2: I have me personally. I'm good. I have no concerns oh, here. As far as like future, yeah,
0: I'm all. I'd be all in on the no. It's just you're looking at a situation
2: where it feels like both teams are a move away from being there still. L. A. If you're, if you're LA, you don't make this move because, one, having center depth is one of the strongest indicators of postseason success. Yep. The other thing here is it doesn't matter what the Avs want to give you. Do you really want to give the Avs, Phil Deneau? Do you really no. want to take one of your prime competition for coming out West and solve their biggest problem for the next several seasons? Even, I- even if you get UC Soros out of it, is, is, would it, is L.A. better positioned to win a Stanley Cup with Phil Deneau and a goaltending problem or with Phil Deneau in Colorado and UC Soros in L.A.?
0: That's a great point. So it what is. I would say is a, a different path entirely. First, if you're telling me that, I think they keep Phil Deneau. But I think you could make an argument for L.A. wanting a Bowen Byram if you ignore the cap situation for a second. Because you're looking at their defense. Yeah, they still have Dowdy. Great. He's not getting any younger. They have Gabrikov, a guy they have bet on. Okay, fair enough. After that, kind of falls off pretty quick. I know you guys are fans of Mikey Anderson, but he has his limitations. He's good. Uh, Matt Roy, a pretty hard bottom pairing guy. And then... Not to take anything away well, from Clark, him, he can be a functional NHLer. But you're talking about Andreas Englund being an every night player for them. Yeah,
2: and I think that's where what's going on with Brent Clark.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, they got Clark and Spence, right? So I Fair
2: think enough. they've been alternating. This them. is yeah. this is and this is I think I think Brent Clark or Jordan Spence is a guy that has to go in a move for a goaltender. And that's and, probably and what they're. That's trying to where a yeah. Byram yeah. might might make sense for them the problem is just the money yeah, and obviously making the money work would be very difficult yeah. but
0: conceptually you could see how they would have interest in Absolutely. making a move
2: for a Byron. but you could also see where both of those teams are like we'll talk about this in july yeah and that doesn't help them in the immediate for sure but if they all of this to come back around if they continue to lose games and they continue to give away that gigantic advantage that they had built, and their games, their games in hand advantage eventually goes away, and they end up in a in in a dogfight with these some of these teams because right now they still have a pretty serious games in hand advantage over the yeah, teams that they yes, are. They do either already ahead you know, or they, tied with in three and three to four games in most cases. Exactly. So if that goes away, dude, they yeah, Rob Blake needs to seriously consider a shakeup there. And unfortunately, he's hitched his wagon to PLD. Yeah.
0: Are, are we hurtling towards worst-case scenario for the Avs where everyone in the Pacific is still in it on March 5th?
2: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. The other thing uh, about L.A. moving on from Phil Deneau, you still have a Quentin Byfield conversation. He's having a breakout yeah, year I this think year. it
0: makes it hard because of the
2: break would you here, Would but. you like to continue having him as a wing in your top six, or would you once again try and put him down there knowing that he is playing as well as he is having him as your 3c there trying to work his way up i just don't see how they can they could do that i mean in terms of trying to replace phil denno on the fly that's a pretty good answer I, yeah. and it's a lot easier to replace quentin byfield the wing than it is pld or uh, phil Deneau, the center
0: I, you're talking about an la team that wants to be competitive right now yeah. It's, it's a hard sell for me to take a guy who you're finally getting something out of and say, "Oh, we'll just throw him at center. Hopefully it works out. But not in a top six role. It's still. I, I, and look, if you're in a world where you've convinced yourself that you can get rid of Phil Deneau, I get it. But I don't see LA getting to that point.
2: I, don't, I mean, I, for me, I would also say it's extremely unlikely. <laughs> but it is one of those things that I'm keeping an eye on it. I'm 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 open to LA making mistakes. Because and they have
0: capitalized. The, on the it. I'll big put thing that the
2: big thing with LA is some of these guys might be younger, whatever, but Kopitar and Dowdy are aging. It's true. And they are still one C and one D on that roster. Yeah, yep. They have to try and make this work now because three years from now, those guys won't either be around anymore or they won't be at these levels anymore. Very likely won't be at these levels anymore. The fact that Kopitar keeps doing it at this point is magic. Exactly. <laughs> but th- their money, they've spent so much of that money already that if they have an opportunity to go and get a goaltender right now, they, they can't just keep saying, we'll fix it in the summer.
0: Yeah. At a certain point, you have to just go for it.
2: Exactly. And that's where maybe, maybe just saying, we're not worried about putting Phil Deneau in Colorado. We're going to go and get a better goaltender than what the Avs have. We expect UC Soros to outplay Alexander Georgiev in a best of seven. Maybe because hey, if, if LA goes and gets UC Saros as an example, coming out of the out of the Pacific side of things, it suddenly becomes a lot more palatable. You're going up against Aiden Hill. Do you, do you fully trust him? Stuart Skinner, do you fully trust him? That's your Demko. That guy
0: rules. Look, it wouldn't yeah. be the first time that an NHL GM loses his mind to the trade deadline. All right. It happens all the time. <laughs> we see people yeah. make crazy trades. All the time. I get it though, because you're you're like you're right there. Yeah, you know what I mean like it's or at least you feel
1: like. Yeah, yeah. that's but, why it doesn't make sense for Calgary. It doesn't make sense for uh, you know Seattle. It doesn't make sense for Nashville. But yeah, L A. is in a different boat. Yeah, you know what I mean because they've been there and they're like, okay, how do we make that next step? You know, and
2: with and with Nashville, you're looking at you have a tip-top goaltender prospect at the AHL starting games for you, where you're like. All right, this you is, got me convinced. Are we really going to double UC Soros' salary to continue trying to fight for a wild card spot? Or are we going to trade UC Soros for a Brant Clark?
1: All right, you got me convinced. I'm going, not only is Markstrom getting traded the next three weeks, but so is UC Soros.
2: I mean, UC Soros, Markstrom, just, I, yeah, replace, replace UC Soros in this conversation with Jacob Markstrom. Same Same, same, same exact, same exact same conversation thing, for yeah. me. I know. All right. Well,
0: you might not be uh, trading for goaltenders, but if you're looking to uh, add some bobbleheads to your collection, get yourself over to FOCO. Bunch of amazing sports merch when it comes to FOCO. That's FOCO.com. Uh, they are a leading manufacturer of sports entertainment merchandise, and they also have licensed apparel from all of the major sports leagues. So get over there, get what you're looking for, whether it's uh, cool little pins or... AVS merch, whatever you might need, you can get 10% off when you use code DNVR10 at checkout. You see all these bobbleheads and stuff in the background. Most of those are uh, uh, Foco stuff. So, a bunch of awesome merch items when it comes to Foco. If you want to uh, doll up your uh, your sports watching cave, wherever you might get your sports on. Uh, FOCO always has our back for Colorado sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non sale items. Use the promo code DNVR10 for that 10% off over at FOCO.com. Uh, and then when you uh, got that little extra money to spend, you can also hit up Circa Sportsbook. Jump on with Circa Obviously, uh, we went out there for the Avs stuff in Vegas. Always a great time to hang out at the actual Circa Casino, but you can also play at home. When you download the Circa Sports app, you can uh, get in on all of the gambling, all of the good times. Uh, when you bet on, you know, I don't know. Lately, I feel like the Avs are actually a terrible team to bet on. Maybe go bet on the Nuggets or someone who's a little bit more consistent. Yeah, the Nuggets who keep getting blown out. Yeah, well, hey, if they're consistent, it's a good thing to bet on. You know, I'm just saying. The Avs games feel like they're all over the place, even when they lose. So a little bit tougher to bet on. But go hang out with these guys. Uh, If you are heading out to Vegas, of course, Make sure you book your stay with Circa. You get 20% off your stay in Vegas at Circa when you use code DNVR at checkout over at CircaSports.com. And of course, the Circa Sportsbook app is available here in Colorado to download when you go to CircaSports.com. Uh, Circa Sports vets can only be made while physically located in the state of Colorado, it must be twenty-one or older. all rights reserved. Circa Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ProblemGamblingColorado.org. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, talking Western Conference playoff bubble. Uh, I want to be realistic about a, a couple of teams in the standings here because we just spent a bunch of time on LA. Do we feel like they're still a playoff team, even with the struggles that they've gone through? I- I'm going to say yes.
2: One Too yes good and one awkward look. I'm, it's just so bad. It's bad. It's so bad. I, it's not like, man, they're just, they just can't figure it out. They're getting rocked. Yep. Regularly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not rock, seven nothing.
0: That's not rocked. What? For, so, for the record. It's been a tough stretch for most of the bubble teams in the west. Yeah, there yes. isn't anybody
2: taking it. No. That that's really stepping forward and saying, "Hey, you know, that it might it might end up getting decided because Jordan Bennington is playing better than all the other goaltenders involved and it may just be that easy." No. The guy the guy who plays uh, the best in net gets his team just enough to get into the postseason to squeak
0: into yeah. a first round loss against whoever
2: and this is this is where you i think you look at again you look at la and you're like you have to make a move for a goaltender and if we're talking making a move for a goaltender you see soros and jacob markstrom are their direct competition <laughs> for those playoff spots so literally I'm almost going by default,
0: directly against them yeah
2: I don't trust any of those teams more than I trust L.A. to eventually figure it out. L.A. is, I think, too talented. Yeah, yep. uh, If they can get fully healthy, you know, at, I least, think, at least, I least think close to healthy, yeah, then I think that uh, the Kings have to make it in. Yeah,
0: I think they're there. Eric, I know you hate overlooking at standings and stuff, but what is the, what is the trigger point? When, are, when does a team consider themselves out of it? Because I know there's a lot of chatter out of Minnesota that's saying, hey, we're still in it. We still want to try and do this. Those
2: people are fucking delusional. They're five Sorry.
0: points back of, of a wild card spot right now.
2: I think... Doable.
1: Again, okay, I, I just said it about Calgary. Last week, they go and win five in a row. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're like, you put yourself back in there, but are you going to really win five in a row every five games? You're not. Right? You know what I mean? So it's like, then you get back to reality. Then you find yourself at, oh, we're back to eight points. And it's like, but really, even if you make that margin and you get in there, are you really going to win the Stanley Cup? People say that about the LA Kings back then. I'm like, hold on. This is a different team that had... Kopitar, Quick, Dowdy. I mean, I stop. Like you you know what I mean. Like
0: it wasn't an eighth place team. The Kings back then. You look at the Florida Panthers Mm -hmm. of last year too. Yeah, they may uh, have finished eighth in the standings, but when you look at their lineup, exactly, you understand that they underperformed. I mean,
1: you could be an eighth place team and then be built for the playoffs and then go win. Yeah, I don't think any of those teams right now in the bubble are built for the playoffs. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm just being too harsh.
0: I don't see it. L.A. would be the closest.
1: Well, that's what I mean. Bunch. L.A. Yeah. I would be like, okay. Which, which
2: one of those teams do you have any confidence in in a postseason series? Like, because of their success last year, do you have any confidence in the Kraken? No. no. They're not having the extremely charmed season that they did last year. No. So and they some actually, of that shine is They're actually
0: off. getting goaltending from Joey Decord this year, and they're yeah. still not. And, and that's why I think
2: that... Extremely reliant on overtime, too. Yeah.
1: But even if you're looking in the East for a second, like, you know, yeah. like... It's the same thing. Like, you win a few games. Are you really built to go in and trade deadlines coming up? So if you're a mini. you to
0: say it. You can say you're talking about the New York Islanders. Yeah, Islanders, <laughs>
1: Pittsburgh, right? I'm Chill. just saying, right? <laughs> I mean, look at Pittsburgh. They got that hot potato in Getzel, right? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's a hot potato because you're, I mean, you're built to win now, right? You have Latang, Monk, and Crosby. You go and get Carlson. And then you have.
2: Jari. Jari. Jari a, hot, a huge contract. A
1: hot commodity in Getzel. that. Apparently turned down over eight million bucks a year, right? You know, so mm-hmm. now it's like, what do you do with them? Like, do you trade them? So I mean, if you're trading them, you're really giving up on the season, right? Because I don't care what you say, what kind of spin you tell your fans, you're, you've given up. Like, I mean, right? I mean, like, there's no. Ifs That's just buts. the reality. It's just a the, reality. Yeah. And you have Sidney Crosby, and you look at him, you're like, yeah, we trade against them for assets. They'll be good in four years. Crosby's like. Four years. I got yeah, two years left. My, that won't help me. <laughs> yeah, no. Those assets all, have and, to be moved in the and summer and for shit not, that helps now. And Crosby's not going anywhere. Crosby's not coming to the F. Crosby's a Pittsburgh Penguin. He will be forever. He ain't going anywhere. Boom, we'll move on. But and then now they're saying Genzo, like for a rental, he's going to cost you a first a rental. Uh, sorry, a first a roster player and then a prospect. That's a lot for. That's a lot for a a rental like you know rental players. Yep. If you're not comfortable. If you're going for it, I got no problem with that. But it depends what team and what fit. Again, I go back to that word. So so mm-hmm. when is it? Like for me, Minnesota, all those guys, it's, hey, whatever you got to sell, sell right now. Uh,
0: so you're, I was going to say, I think we're maybe all comfortable calling Arizona probably out of it at this point. I would say sell. Probably, yeah. If you have any. I, but if, you're, you're saying maybe even Minnesota, you're good with
2: yes. just saying they're not in it.
0: I, I yeah. would say sell it.
2: Because it also behooves you to be one of the early sellers. You should make the decision early for sure. Cuz if you if if Pittsburgh waffles on this decision and then they get to right up against the deadline and they're saying, "Well, we're not moving him for less than this." Yeah. And they get to it and they they ultimately decide, uh, "Hey, all these other teams made moves." Yep. They went and they plucked guys out of Calgary and Minnesota and Seattle. And there isn't there isn't a, the high end buyer looking for the Jake Gensel anymore. Saying hey, we we burn those assets You're just out
0: in the cold. Yeah, we
2: made these decisions. It it behooves a team to decide. Hey, we're going to make this move now. We saw it with uh, Calgary already this year. Doing Lindholm has moved yeah. has moved Zadorov and Lindholm this season already. Yep. We we are fairly confident that they're going to move Tanev and uh, Hannafin. Yep. And maybe Markstrom. And maybe Markstrom. Like there's more work to do. <coughs> Minnesota should be looking at that not as Calgary as competition for a playoff spot, but as Calgary for seller, the other teams. Selling teams. teams. Yeah. Yeah. You, want to, you want to be the team that, that actually gets out in front of it and says, okay, yeah. we're going we're to find a price that we're comfortable with. If they don't find it, then it is what it is. But the other thing with a team like Minnesota, though, is who are you trading? Calgary has guys that you can yeah, easily yeah. identify
0: outside of just giving away flurry to somebody.
2: Yeah, it's flurry. Flurry—that's a gift. Yeah, you know. it's flurry.
0: Flurry's a gift
2: because they a lot of their like really good depth forward guys. You know, Freddie Gaudreau, Marcus Foligno—they keep signing. That is true. They Ryan Hartman, keep, like they keep they signing keep all these keep guys,
0: extending these dudes. Uh, let me see who else is on this
2: list. Bill Guerin's entire thing yeah. seems to be. We think we have a really solid team, and we're going to wait. We're just going to keep waiting until the buyout money drops off. The cap's going to go up. We're going to be flush with cap space. We feel like we're going to be good. We're going to bring in a couple of really high-profile guys with all that money, and then it's going to be go time for us, and everybody's going to have to worry about us. For sure.
0: The only, like that's, that's
2: clearly the plan.
0: The only expiring deals that might have any amount of value would be Brandon Duhame. Talk. And Zach Pagosian, so it's not great. Ah, eh, Golagoski too.
1: Although, but it do aim. with somebody? Somebody would take him? Yes,
0: I'm sure someone would,
1: but
2: I don't think it would be a high price.
1: No, no, it's not a high price. I'm saying it's a, You're talking about a plug energy guy. Yeah, like that's he, not a guy that you no, are no. trying to
2: sell early right. to try and no. get ahead of the market. Yeah. that is not <laughs> no. One no that but you're...
1: it's like in the in the, the Barkley Goudreaux back then, and you know, it's that type. I'm not saying he's as good as Barkley Goudreau was. I'm saying, but you know, who would have thought? Goudreau would have fetched a first-round pick. Brendan Hagel. Like, all those guys. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, you know, he's not.
2: Duhame's not that.
0: But if somebody knocks on your door, says like, Give Well, me. someone could do the Pat Maroon thing again for the billionth time. But,
2: I mean. He's injured right now. He's he injured. is. You're yeah. also talking about a guy that moves like a glacier. Yeah. I'm
0: not saying the Avs should have anything to do with it. But yeah. some team seems to make that decision every year. So. <laughs> it's eh. what it is. Maybe
1: it's run its course. Who knows, right? I mean.
0: Anyway. Uh, what a run he had, though. Oh, three cup finals. Lucky guy. Yeah. <laughs> four. Was, right. it, was it maybe it was four, yeah.
2: Yeah, because he had uh, St. Louis, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. Yep. Four. One three in a row.
0: Yeah. Four and finals in a row.
2: Lost the fourth one, yep.
0: Wow. Bitch. The Corey Perry curse is stronger than the Pat Maroon charm, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Uh anyway, it uh, just a conversation I wanted to have to look at the playoff picture in the West now, because we will be watching it two weeks from now as that deadline approaches to see which teams have fully fallen out of it. Yeah.
2: And it, it, it's a big pit of mediocre, dude. Well, and,
0: and, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because look, is it likely that a Phil Deneau or a Yanni Gord or something becomes available? <laughs> no. But it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that a player of that caliber could suddenly come available at the start of March.
2: Man, I will also tell you that if we're looking at mm-hmm. L.A. as a likely playoff team and they get it together in the second in the second half, last 30 you games. You don't want to
0: catch that team. Man. Dude,
2: you want <laughs> to be your the top seed out yep. west. You yep. do not want to be the number one seed hosting <laughs> L.A. or Edmonton, maybe Vegas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hell to the no, you don't want that. I know. <laughs> Hard agree. That would not be a fun series.
1: Maybe you're better suited if you have Yanni Gord on your lineup at that time. That's yeah, the guy. If you we're, have go- Yanni- we're going after Yanni Gord. If they have, if if they have Yanni Gord,
2: I am in no way concerned about their matchup, and I am concerned for everybody else that matches up against the Avs.
1: That's your like poor Feldeno. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Whatever you call that. Yeah. Poor man. I think he's more realistic. I think he- He's more realistic than we think.
2: I don't think he's very realistic, but I think he's more realistic yeah, okay, than yeah, it yeah, to know yeah. for, for sure. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, if I'm I a betting man, I think it's going to be Adam Henrique.
0: That, it's, it's the one that's made the most sense for months. Yeah, now. Alex
2: Wenberg is another one where it's like this just makes sense. He's a good offensive player. He's going to be surrounded by. He would be surrounded by two very good defensive players. Yeah, this just tracks. Like he's this a math, smart the math adds up, and he's not going to be very expensive. It's not going to cost you a first player. rounder.
0: Something. Well. Make sure, whoever the Avs get, you watch them play with the Avs on Fubo TV. Head over to FuboTV.com slash DNVR today to get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Uh, Use that QR code on screen as well. Over 140 live channels, including all of your Colorado sports. You got movies, news, television, music, all that good stuff when it comes to Fubo. Super easy to use. There's uh, no contracts or anything, so you can cancel at any time. You can even get a free trial. When you go to fubotv.com slash dnvr so you can try it out first. When you get Fubo Pro, it comes with a 1,000 hours of DVR, so even if you're not at home, you can always record mm. whatever show it is that you might want to catch or a the Avs game or whatever. Fubo has you covered. Jump in with them now. Again, fubotv.com slash dnvr. Use that dnvr code to get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. And then when you want to go watch sports in person, head yourself down to Infinity Park at Glendale, a fantastic venue. Uh, honestly a great place just to go hang out for like a day. There's so much cool stuff to do there. They have an arcade even like built into the arena. So bunch of dope stuff there. And then you can also
2: spring day. Yeah. Just like 65 degrees and sunny. Yep. It's perfect. At infinity park on a Saturday with the fam. Yep. It's awesome.
0: Excellent. The American Raptors come back March 17th. They got a nice little homestand. If you want to catch some rugby, you can also follow DNVR underscore rugby on Twitter. Our man Colton Strickler. Uh, Every year, I, I look at all of the like elite rugby players and coaches and all the access that he gets, and I'm mad jealous, because he talks to everybody in
2: that sport. It's super cool. So although we might have some cool stuff coming up.
0: Yeah, maybe so. maybe so. But uh, either way, Go' I should get say him. some
2: more cool stuff: we've Yeah done we've cool done, cool done a bunch of year. cool
0: stuff, not going to lie. We're, we're doing pretty okay with ourselves. Uh, but go follow him, go get in with the rugby. He has 101 pods if you want to learn the sport. Always a great time. So morning, the American Raptors head on over to AmericanRaptors.com where you're going to get tickets for just $10. Uh, all right, before we get out of here, first of all, we do have one super chat from Melanie who says, uh, yay for the win last night. I hope they can keep it up. Thanks friends for all you do. Thank you very much, Melanie. Looking at it today, Colorado, Penrique. Wenberg, Gord, Ericssonek, whoever it ends up being. Who is the favorite in the West, in y'all's mind, today? As a team? As a team. Knowing plenty of moves to come may shake things up. I want to know today, and then we can compare to post-deadline.
2: I think my favorite team right now is still Vegas. Um, you know, they've only gotten like 20 games out of Shea Theodore. They've been really hurt. Aiden Hill has missed a lot of time, but when he's played, he's been spectacular. It's true. I don't fully trust that he's actually as good as he's played, <laughs> but the structure in front of him is repeatable. It, the defense is great. Uh, the forward course is, is good. It's deep. If they, if they get fully healthy, they're st- before the deadline, they're, they're still the team that I'm, I look at and say, that team scares the jeepers out of me.
1: Are we allowed to take the ABS? Or yeah, you can take of the course. Abs. Oh, okay. I want to make sure. Yeah, I, I'm not being biased. I'm going to ABS. Okay. Um, I like your answer for Vegas. for me. If weren't allowed to pick the ABS, I would go Vegas. Uh, why? They're the champs. They got the DNA right now, championship team. Um, but the Avs, for for all the reasons, and I do believe. Here, here's how I'm going to put it: I don't know how you beat that team four times in seven games. Right now, like in the West, I'm talking about in the first round, second round. I don't see how you do it. Well, they did you know just I mean? lose
0: four in a row. But
1: no, no, no. I know, but again, we're again, we I know, we were talking about a playoff I, series. A it's all beast. the same, I know, and everybody's. I know. We're going to have four playoff yeah. road
2: games in a row. So. I,
1: I don't see how you beat the Avs right now, four times in
2: you know
0: two weeks. I don't see it. Two good answers. Nobody yeah. picked Vancouver. Just
2: saying. I'm not picking Vancouver. Man. No, I don't believe me either. Just
1: saying. I mean, Vegas is, Vegas is a tough out. It's going to be a tough out.
2: Speaking of the Avs, though, um, in the wise words of the burgeoning, burgeoning hockey analyst that I am close with, Team good, team bad, team good again.
1: It <laughs> goes with your hat, you know?
2: <laughs> Sometimes it all makes sense.
0: It do be like that. <laughs> Don't have to overcomplicate hockey sometimes. Just uh, see the good hockey, call the good hockey good. (laughs) We're going to get out of here on that note. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us today. Uh, We will be back tomorrow, obviously, pregame, I believe, watch-along too, and postgame, of course. So be sure to tune into that. Uh, We'll be live Friday and Saturday as well. So we got a full slate coming your way still this week. Uh, We appreciate all y'all, and we will talk to you
2: Tomorrow. <laughs> all silly like the mayor.